Welcome back to Split Peas. I am your host, Silas Roach, and today we are discussing the science of CSI investigation. We have with us in studio Peyton Reed, Ashley Wilson, and Elizabeth Squilsody. Today is October 9th, 2018, and we are recording from Memphis, Collierville, Tennessee. So today we are talking about um, CSI slash forensic scientific process. And um, according to Britannica, forensic science is the application of the methods of the natural and physical sciences to matters of criminal and civil law. So um, I'm going to go first to Ashley, and I want Ashley to um, tell us what is what is like kind of the uh, different kinds of evidence. I know they refer to it as probative evidence, um, which is essentially just valuable um, samples that are collected at a crime scene. But what are some examples of um, these samples? So um, the main samples that they use for evidence are biological evidence, which is kind of like blood and bodily fluids, hair, things like that. Um, latent print evidence, which is fingerprints, palm prints, all kinds of prints that are found on the human body. Uh, footwear and tire track evidence, trace evidence, which include fiber, soil, vegetation, glass fragments. Digital evidence, which is like cell phone records, internet logs, um, tool and tool mark evidence, drug evidence, and firearm evidence. And we're going to go more into detail about some of these later. But um, essentially, you just look at this evidence to analyze it to, to determine like what happened to the crime. Gotcha. And as an overview, um, I, I want to go to our other contributors, Peyton Reed and Elizabeth Squilsody, to kind of like figure out, um, is this... Is this met these methods accurate? And um, if they're not, um, well, why aren't they? And also, we're going to go into some of the misconceptions about this. And um, so first, I want to go to Peyton Reed and um, see what she thinks about it. Okay, so um, the part of forensic science that is proven to be accurate is DNA analysis. And in the 1980s, it was... A major scientific breakthrough was revolutionized in the field of forensic DNA analysis when Sir Alec Jeffries developed DNA profiling, which enabled individuals to be identified from samples of blood or other bodily fluids. And we can like see this today with the um, with the Golden State Killer and how he was tracked because of um, DNA being entered into websites for finding uh, relatives, and that's how they um, like acquired his DNA. So yeah, I, I, um, I heard that you, you touched on a lot of biological evidence there, um, especially DNA. Um, I want to I wanna ask Elizabeth, is, is it proven that DNA evidence is always valid? It's, is it always accurate? Um, it's actually not. It, the... DNA can, well, not necessarily just DNA, but a lot of the forensic science can be um, sloppy or unintentionally um, misleading for the juror in the court case who um, is analyzing the data that the forensic scientists have come up with. So sometimes it can lead to the um, prosecuting the wrong person because the analysis 
of the information is misleading. Yeah, so what I'm hearing you guys say is that um, it is very accurate, but at the same time, sometimes we can get misled by our own our own pride in our ability. So like um, like Peyton referenced, the New York Times with the Golden, Golden State Killer, um, his ancestry, it, it was kind of, because of evidence collected at a crime scene, his DNA, it was actually matched up um, to somebody who was not the Golden State Killer, which is kind of scary in, in the world we live in because people are so um, sure in the methods that we conduct research that sometimes, um, sometimes we get misled. So I also want to go into, um, I think Peyton has a good um, little example on forensic um, entomology. Um, I want her to give us a little example of that. I think that has a lot to, to relate to, um, to death, right? So everyone just thinks of like, forensic science as like um, pinning um, criminals or finding like, a person who did something. But it's, a part of it is also just like, the science is to identify like, the body and like, how long it's been, how long it's been decomposed or like the the PMI, which is the uh, post-mortem interval, and forensic entomologists, they they apply the study of insects to forensics, basically, and they can determine how long the person has been dead based on the insects. And um, so basically what happens is a few hours like after like if the death flies or other insects like are attracted to the body and they begin to lay eggs in the ears, eyes, nose, oh, wow. and mouth or open wounds. That, that is really disgusting. And the entomologists use this to determine like well depending on the species of the insect or like how far along the eggs are they can determine how long the person has been dead. But that is really cool, and that really just shows how much we've progressed um, over the years. I mean, people just used to guess on this kind of stuff, and now we can use uh, verifiable science to, to establish this. Um, well, well, real quick, I want to to go to um, to Ashley on um, on trace evidence and prints. Um, this is a different kind of evidence. Um, can you give us a few examples of that and how that is used in the reconstruction of crime scenes? Yeah, so um, forensic scientists, um, they use things like hairs, fibers, or glass in helping determine um, like how someone could have been assaulted or how like a death happened or a crime because like it's kind of the way like that everything falls. So if someone breaks through a glass, you can tell which side they came in through, how they attacked the person, things like that. So uh, you could also do that with hairs too, because you could find, of course, whose hair that is. Right, right. And that, that also relating to biological evidence. So it's kind of funny how how all of these um, work together, you know. Um, so so it, I I assume this is similar to very similar to the biological evidence. A lot of this is just statistical fact. So I guess that takes out any room for error. Elizabeth, do you see anything that would? Um, take away from this? I mean, I think, I think it makes, makes good sense um, on this, this kind of scientific method. Um, 
Well, 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 let me clarify the question. Um, I think I think part of what I'm saying um, or trying to say is, it seems like like this is a um, rather logical and um, infallible method. The trace evidence, at least, what we've already discussed, how the DNA can can be um, misleading just based on our our own pride in our society. But uh, the trace evidence, like that, just uh, I think I think we'd all have to agree that that's pretty scientific and infallible. Yeah, I would agree that the trace evidence is very accurate, as well as what Peyton was talking about, about the insects, entomology. entomology. Um, those are both very accurate, as far as um, identifying. Right. All right, now... Um now let's talk a little bit about uh, TV misconceptions because we have these TV shows now that um, go into CSI, like like all these CSI little little shows all over the place, and they're all real exciting. And the CSI agents chasing down suspects, but is that accurate? And um, now I'm going to go to to Ashley Wilson to let us know if that's really accurate, and um, and where where these sources are coming from. So. Um, according to someone they interviewed who was in CSI at um, rossmusson.edu, um, they said that obtaining DNA means that you kind of need to examine objects for fluids and it's kind of unpleasant. So they kind of make it seem it's a bit like quicker than it actually is. So, um, what, what's kind of, not, what's kind of the time frame there? Like, I know that there's kind of like a, a quick change in the movies, but I mean, is it like, I don't know. The difference of a year or the difference of a few hours like, like how um, big of a, a discrepancy is there so a computer forensic scientist um, he said that with computer forensics that usually takes up to 40 hours is like the probably the common one and then TV probably puts it in about 30 minutes like oh this is quick it's you get all the evidence right then and there and um, also TVs the conditions are different so in TV they mostly put it like one one up climate or something like that, like at one um, situation. So maybe it's sunny all the time in TV, but actually it's kind of hard because it can be a bad crime scene. Like maybe it's a big wreck if it's bloody, dirty, bad weather conditions, um, things like that. And this also leads to the fun aspect of it, which it's not really that fun in real life. Um, but you see people getting influenced by these TV shows being like, oh, I want to be a crime scene investigator. But it's actually really tedious and boring sometimes. Right. Um, and the TV shows, of course, don't show this because they want viewers, so they wouldn't make it like it actually is in real life. Great. Thank you so much. And um, in, in addition to that, we have an outside source, and it's provided by the American Chemical Society. And um, it's just kind of letting us expand upon um, Ashley's point and kind of clarifying that. So... All right, all right. Well, we have we have a few tech issues here at um, at the studio. So essentially, what it's saying is is what Ashley said that if the CSI effect, it's kind of um, it, it's not it's not showing what's really happening. Concentration. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Let's see if we can get it. Are we ready? All right, let's go. Let's set the record straight here, folks. Forensic science is an incredibly interesting field to be in, but the reality of the situation is that if CSI Miami was 100% accurate in the way that they showed the science, they'd probably lose about 100% of their audience. The fact of the matter is, forensics is about chemical analysis. Generally speaking, 
That takes a lot of patience and concentration. Real experts know that gathering evidence and analyzing it in the laboratory is a painstaking process with little room for action. On CSI, you'll find forensic analysts hot on the criminal's tail after quick stint in the lab, kicking butt while simultaneously slinging chemistry in a Glock. For those of you out there excited about forensics, we hate to break it to you, but your Kung Fu classes aren't going to be anywhere near as useful as your knowledge of chromatography, or mass spectrometry, or your ability to keep patiently on task to make sure that you have everything you need before you quit back to the laboratory after reviewing the scene of a crime. You would go through and go, yep, do we have check, 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 and you do things in a very regimented way because you Okay, great. So that was um, provided by the American Chemical Society. And that little bit at the end was actually Dr. Rachel Burtz. Um, and she's just kind of letting, letting the audience know um, what, what um, crime scene investigation really is and the misconceptions that are, that are shown um, on TV shows like CSI. Um, so yeah, um, I'd like, I'd like to, to see if we've, we've in, any of us have changed our perspectives on um, the validity of CSI investigation. And kind of um, just what we what we got out of this. So I want to go to Peyton first on um, on what she kind of got out of this this episode and the importance of CSI in, in our lives. Well, I don't think my like, position on it has changed. I guess I could just include some of my points. Is um, well, according to Salem Press Encyclopedia of Science, we know that. Like DNA profiling was was developed by a British guy named Sir Alec Jeffries, and this was how like we started to depend on DNA profiling to to um, identify criminals or people, just bodies. And there are some kind of gruesome ways that they do this, but it's kind of interesting. Like like said earlier that it's kind of boring sometimes, but I don't think my position has changed on it. I, I think that it's pretty accurate, but like anything else, it's, it's going to have some flaws. Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely agree with um, with that. I think that's kind of um, the idea that we're, we're all getting from this. So um, now I'm going to go to Ashley and see what she thinks, thinks about this. Um, so I think it's interesting because I always thought it's pretty accurate, but now that I um, look back at like all the information that you get some people could possibly lie about things um dna could be tested wrong like if you have a fingerprint on the door it could be wrong place wrong time and then you're falsely convicted but um for the most part it seems pretty accurate it's just interesting to get those views and like Peyton said or earlier um according to the which website was it that had this um in the salem press according to salem press encyclopedia how they said um insect was it in the Entomology. Entomology. Yes. That was pretty interesting to me um, because I didn't know that they could use, like, I guess, insects to figure out crime scenes. Yeah, I would say my position hasn't really changed. Um, you know, like I said earlier, according to YaleGroup.com, there can always be faulty testing or misleading evidence or even just evidence that. Um, has been that's disorganized can Absolutely. lead to false convictions. Although I, I agree with Ashley, the entomology was very fascinating to learn about that. Yes, all in all, I think we had a, a fascinating segment. Um, I learned a lot, I know. 
like um, like Ashley and Peyton said, the insect entomology. It's amazing just the things that the that the um, human race can do. Um, so so like for example, um, I don't know so, some of our, our um, like the New York Times with the Golden State, the DNA, um, all of this. Um, we also using um, like the trace evidence from Forensic Science Simplified, um, the fingerprint evidence also from the same site. All of this is just, it's amazing, amazing what um, we have accomplished in our modern era. And um, from paleo diets to um, CSI investigation, we're just crossing the scientific realm. So thanks everybody for listening. Um, thank you to our contributors, Peyton Reed, Ashley Wilson, and Elizabeth Squilsody. Um We had a great time.